Well, hello everyone. This is Carrie Beck with Out Homeschool My Child. I have been having technical difficulties for a half an hour. So I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad I have a phone. I found my tripod. I do want to sort of see if I can figure out how to do chat on or read comments because I have major problems with my computer. Oh, that's just if I want to. I didn't get a chance to pick all to check all this, but I'm not going to be able to read the chat. I will read the comments later and we'll respond. But I would love for you, if you are here, just let us know if fall is here. Fall in Texas has arrived. It got down into the 40s, but then it's sunshine today. Um, so have you had fall yet? It is November. Like I said, I can't read the comments on my phone. There's probably a way to do it. I don't know how to do that. But I've had my laptop is completely... Well, it's messed up, and so I've got to do some diagnostics on it, and my backup computer doesn't want to read the camera, so there's our problem. But today, we are here to talk about what type of education are you giving your kids, and are you giving your kids the best education possible? And then I'm going to close out with some practical ideas of things that you can do. So, first question, just think about it. What type of education are you giving your kids? And is it the best education? A few things you should consider about this is what's best for your family may not be best for someone else's family. Just because your friend's going on and on about whatever their um, type of education, their curriculum, their process, whatever, that isn't necessarily what's best for you. What I think you need to do is think about what do you want to accomplish in your homeschool and a very easy activity for you to do this and then be able to decide what's best is to sit down and describe your child when he finishes or completes his homeschool. When he graduates, write out specifically what you would like that child to look like. Once you know what he looks like, and I, goals, I talk about goals, but I think this is a little bit different, and it really brings it down to practical and personal and intentional for your own children. Write out what that is. How would you describe your child when he completes his homeschool? Write it down. This will guide you in making decisions for what is the best. Now, let's talk about three types of education and then how you can implement the best education for your kids. And some of you have heard this, but we're going to go through it and then we're going to come up with some application for everyone. Number one, public education. This is a type of education that teaches you what to think. You know, you have multiple choice tests, true, false tests, things like that. Your kids are on a conveyor belt. They're moving along every single section. So they hop on the conveyor belt. They do the same activities as everyone else. They are tested the same way. And when they are finished, they get a stamp of approval. They go to the next one, the next station, do the same activities as whatever a normal child is, tested the same way, and then they keep moving. There are 12 stations. When they finish the 12th station, they get a stamp of approval. They are sent off to the market, the job market. That's what public school is all about. If your goals or when you describe that child, you say they are ready for college. This is the type of education that you can give them. If your goal or you, when you describe your child, I just want to make sure they can get a job. 
then public education should prepare them to be able to follow whatever their employee is, employer is offering and telling them to do. So that is public education. It teaches what to think. And the goals a lot of times are to go to college and get a job. Um, the next type of education is professional education. And this is a type of education that teaches when to think. You are still on a conveyor belt because you pop in and you do the same activities as everyone, but you're doing a little more thinking in that you are taught when to think when something happens. This is what I would call our university model or our college model or our trade school model of education. So everyone's doing the same thing, but you go a little further than just what to think. You are gonna learn when to think. When something happens, this is what you do. If you're a painter and you've, got the, you've gone to your trade schools and they tell you what to do when the stain isn't working, what to do when the paint isn't working. But we could take it a degree higher and talk about law school. When you have this situation with this client, this is the way that we will defend them. That's what a competitive, a professional education is. Public school, when to think, provides, uh, uh, pro prepares you for college and getting a job. Professional training, professional education is uh, the goal is if you want your kids to get a job, maybe a higher level thinking type job. Then the last type of education, number three, is a leadership education. Most of you have probably heard me talk about leadership education. It is near and dear to my heart. And it teaches our kids how to think. It is basically the type of education that the people who found America received. It was a mentoring education. It was an education that used classics and it taught our kids how to think. The goal of this education, if you describe your child and you want them to be able to think through any situation, whether that's at home, as a mom or a dad or a wife or a husband, whether that's on the job, whether that's in college, wherever, if you want your kids to be able to know how to think in a variety of situations, then this would be a type of education that you want to give them. If you want your kids to have influence and impact on those around them, whether you're a Christian or not, leadership education is the way to go. Because when a child is able to think for himself, and I personally, a person of faith, want them to think biblically, then this is the approach that I would give you. Because this approach is going to teach our kids how to think, no matter what situation, whether you want to go to college, whether you want them to get a job, whether you want them to be a good May a good spouse, a good parent, uh, being able to work in church, wherever. You want your kids to be able to think critically. And I wanted them to think biblically as well. So let's go over that and then let's talk about some application. The first, first of all, let's review a little bit. Remember, you need to describe your child when they finish homeschool. That will help you decide what is the best education for your kids. Just write a little paragraph. What will your child look like when they finish homeschool? So then if you want them to get a job or go to college, you might pursue a public education. All that, that is doing is teaching your kids what to think. If you want your kids to go to college 
and maybe get a job that's a little higher level or maybe to trade school, they will receive in university, trade school, law school, med school, a professional education. And so that might be the direction you want to provide for them. You're teaching your kids when to think. If you want your kids to be able to think in any situation, whether it's in the job, whether it's in college or university or law school or husband, wife, parent, whatever, then you should be teaching your kids how to think, and that is a leadership education. I want to land on leadership education and give you some practical tips on how you can do this. How do we choose our curriculum or approach? We want to choose one that gives them lots of learning um, uh, opportunities. You see, a person that thinks for themselves, that knows how to think, is a lifetime learner. And I know many of you have a goal. You want your kids to love learning. You want them to learn for a lifetime. You need to actually give them opportunities. If you are always telling them what to do and how to learn and what to, to how to accomplish their learning, you're not giving them the opportunity to love learning. You're just sort of dictating and telling them what to do. So we want to give them opportunities to love learning, maybe through unit studies, maybe through their desires. What is their delight? What delights them? That would be a love of learning. We want to give them the opportunity to be lifetime learners, so we need to give them the tools of learning. We want to give them the tools. Do they know how to read and to be able to write about what they're reading? Do they know how to read and be able to talk about what they are reading? Do they know how to just have a conversation with an adult? This starts at a young age and then goes higher. When I was... Um, the first year I was homeschooling, we went to the library, and we had been going to the library since the kids were little, and Ashley was in fourth grade, Gentry was in second grade when we started homeschooling, and I knew the librarian. She was a single woman um, in her 30s, and she says, oh, I just love homeschoolers, and I looked at her. I thought, so many people I know had sort of like poop-hawed homeschooling at that time, so I said, well, why? She said, because they can interact with people at all different ages. They can interact with babies and kids. They can interact with adults. They learn those skills of communication. A leader has those skills of communication. We need to be giving our kids opportunities at six, seven, and eight-year-olds to be able to communicate. Even at, well, even a two-year-old. My daughter was here this last weekend, and she's teaching her child instead of huh or uh-huh, she learned that somewhere, that she needs to say, yes, ma'am, or yes, sir. And it's like, if it's a woman, what do you say? Yes, ma'am. If it's a man, what do you say? It's yes, sir. Now that's really little. Move up to high school. We still need to give our kids the opportunities to communicate and to be able to take the things that they are learning and be able to communicate those to other people. Discussions are a great way to do this. Do you have discussions in your homeschool? Do you have discussions in around the dinner table? We always were having discussions around the dinner table. That triggers thinking skills. We can guide them in making logical arguments just by having discussions as a family. That is raising a leader because a leader knows how to communicate. Give your kids opportunities to think biblically. Talk about current events. Talk about the sermon. Because sometimes we go to a church and they may not, they may have gotten off base biblically. Talk about what's going on with family or friends, but talk about it all with the Bible in hand. Is this being taken care of from a biblical perspective? You need to show them how to do that. And by you talking, even when they're seven and eight or 17 and 18 year olds. 
Next, we want to give our kids opportunities to grow in decision-making. When they're young, you might ask them, do you want milk or juice for breakfast or whatever you're going to have? Do you want this weekend? It was blueberries, grapes. What do you want? Or apples. And so those are small decisions. As they get older, they need to be making bigger decisions. What movies should I be watching? How much time should I be spending on my devices? Let them grow into those decision-making decisions that they need to make instead of you dictating. That means when they get older, you are coaching them. You are journeying with them along the way. You're not just telling them what to do. And so you need to give them opportunities to make decisions. They need to also, as teenagers, take ownership and leadership of their education. And when they do that, they start to enjoy their leaders. I mean, I will say my kids didn't always like learning, even in high school. But they do start to take ownership, and I allowed them the opportunity to make choices about what they were studying. You probably heard me tell you the story. Ashley didn't finish Algebra two. She got a college degree in a year and a half. That is outside the box. But we let her take some ownership. She did work through Algebra two. She just didn't finish it. But um, she wasn't going to be a math person, and we all knew that. And so we let her pursue areas that we knew she would be take leadership in. So are you letting your teens take ownership and leadership of their education? And then the other half, besides just choosing curriculum and how to teach moms, you need to be the role model. You need to model a love of learning yourself. Do you love learning? You need to model how you use the tools of learning. You need to model that you love reading. My kids know I love reading. There is not a doubt in their mind, and all of them love it also. Do you model discussions and how to interact in a discussion? Do you model decision-making? Sometimes we need to slow down with our decision-making as parents especially with our teenagers, and talk through what's going on up here. We just say, oh, well, we've decided this because of that. Talk through how you made that decision. That is modeling decision-making. So those are just a few practical ideas that I think you can use to give the best education. No, I'm not telling you what textbook to go use, what book to read. These are concepts and principles that you should apply no matter what book, no matter what curriculum you are using. You need to give them love of learning, tools of learning, um, decision-making, thinking critically. You need to model those. And the one I did not mention is character. If your child doesn't have character, it doesn't really matter about anything else. It is the foundation of all education. If you have a rebellious 14-year-old, you need to go back. You might even put the books away for a month. Well, right now, you've got three weeks till Thanksgiving. Just put them away till then and work on character issues. So that would be something. And that means you as parents need to be modeling good character as well. Now, I also want to just let you know that if you are interested in more of this, I have a five-day homeschool challenge. You can find it. It's completely free. It's at howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash challenge all lowercase how to homeschool my child.com slash challenge i will put that in here after i finish because i'm on my phone don't do real well because i don't even know how to find the comments but um but you're welcome to take that i've been out of pocket for a couple weeks i am replying to all of you who have already sent your answers in to um on the How to Homeschool My Child Challenge. So if you want to go further into how to homeschooling, you could take our five-day free um, homeschool challenge, and it is found at howtohomeschoolmychild.com slash challenge. That's it. 
So, if you have any questions about public education, professional education, or leadership education, what to think, when to think, how to think, or what kind of goals you have or how you're describing your child when they graduate from homeschool, please leave a comment here. Let's interact there and let's talk about it. And just remember, you want to know what that child looks like in the future so you can make wise decisions right now about what their homeschool will look like, even when they're five, six, and seven years old. And that description of a child when they graduate might tweak and might change as the years go by. So thanks so much for spending time with me. I am Carrie Beck with How to Homeschool My Child. Y'all have a great day.